Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live, the radio show. As you know, there's also a TV version, so I like to, I'm told by my PR person that I'm supposed to tell you that there's also a TV show. To me, it's a selfish plug, but you know what? If I can't do it on my own show, whose show can I do that on? I'm having an amazing morning. As you can probably tell, I'm so loving mornings, so close to springtime, and all is well with the world, and I'm so excited about my guest today. I have read her book, Eight Steps to Find, no, Eight Steps to Me, Finding Wisdom Within. Let me tell you, it was not an easy read, but it was so interesting that I sat and read it in one sitting. Yes, I did. <laughs> I pushed through it because it was so good. I didn't want to miss anything, and I did not want to wait on it. And she is on the line with us, everybody. I'm so excited. She's calling all the way from Finland. I know we have that eight-hour time distance, so I'm just even more appreciative of her taking the time to share with you, our wonderful audience, about um you know, the A steps to you, but it's A steps to me, so I just want you to know that it is for you too. Everybody, welcome my guest to the Loretta McNary show. And I have to get her to pronounce it because I hate mispronouncing a person's name. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Thank you. Very good. Very very excited to be your your guest today. And we are excited to have you. And as I was saying, I want you to pronounce your name. I didn't get your publicist, Courtney, to pronounce it for me, which I should have. And I did not want to butcher it because I'm very sensitive when it comes to my name, so I assume that other people are too. So if you can pronounce your name for me, then we can move on to our conversation. I am Pirko. Pirko. I like that. Pirko, Okay, pronounce the last name too. I'm sorry, what was that? Your last name, can you pronounce that as well? It's it's Tavaila. Tavaila. See, I had that one right in my mind. I had that one right, but I did not have Pirco right. So, okay, now we're friends for real. <laughs> I love how your story starts. <laughs> you were just a super busy mom finding your way experiencing some success, but yet there was just something missing, and you can take over the story from there. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the, the word we're looking for is passion. You know, it's, it, life gets to be that way, at least in my age, you know, <laughs> when you've had, uh, you know, a certain, certain amount of years, professional years behind you, it sort of becomes um, monotonic. To, to say the least, and um, I realized I became a hu- human doing instead of a human being, and um, I wasn't feeling all that good, either in my body or, or, or in my head. I just didn't feel like I was living my life. Hmm. I can so relate to that, and it wasn't that I did not 
hate my job. I really, really loved my job and going to work. But I felt like you, it was something missing. And now that you brought it to my attention, I can really relate to it, that it was passion. It was not having the passion. So I was sitting reading your book, and I, I don't know if you heard me, but I read it in one sitting. I did not want mm-hmm. it. It was a different read because I had to look at myself. It was it was so personal that I had to keep stopping. And if you saw it, you would think this fourth book has really been through some stuff. I probably have highlighted something on everything. <laughs> if not an entire page. So <laughs> serious, I can relate. I can so relate to it. Oh, that's so good to hear. I hope some uh, some other people can re- relate as well. You know, the title is Eight Steps to Me, but like you said, it's it's to you and you and you and you. It's not me, me. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. So let's just kind of... Um, Tell tell your story about what you were doing because we kind of touched on you know it from a personal level, but professionally you you were doing pretty pretty good. You were in the business and you were um, making some strides there and experiencing some success. But like you said, passion was missing. So when you went on, you you mm-hmm. talked about in your book how you and your friend, her daughter, your daughter went to the beach and you wanted to get all this vacation time in one week, and then you hit the wall. <laughs> Like you hit that mental, spiritual, physical wall at one time. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, um, I, I, I'm proud of my background, my professional pre- background, and and otherwise as well. <laughs> and and like you also, I, I like my job. I had I have a very good education. I have a master's master's degree in economics, and I've done studying and 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 working. You know, um, public speaking and all of that. I've. I've uh, um, communications is my thing, and sales is my thing, and interior design is my thing. So many things were like so close, <laughs> but for some reason, I got myself almost burned out when I was when I was working those jobs, and it wasn't because it was sort of I just felt that I was never enough. I always wanted to be more clever, more, more, you know, no matter how much I accomplished, it seemed that it was never enough for me. And uh, mm. I just, in the end, I just realized that, that that all comes, in the end of the day, that all summed up to the fact that I wasn't passionate about what I, what I was doing. And that's why I felt like I was mm, in some way failing all the time. If you know what I mean. Mhm. <laughs> it wasn't a real relationship. Yeah. Was dating. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's like and that's it was. Enough. I had fun. Uh, yeah, I was working with fantastic people, fantastic things. Like, for instance, one of my proudest career achievements was when I was um, uh, building a brand for the organic food products in Finland, and that was like it was so exciting. And and like many times during my previous careers, there were many of them, um, I felt really excited and all of that, but always that nagging but. Where, where's the, I, I felt, I, my, like my brother told me, it's okay if you don't really love your job. It's okay to just go to work and then have your hobbies. But to me, I always had this idea, even in, in my little girl's mind, I had the idea that, that I should live my my professional life with lust and that just <laughs> that just doesn't come without passion 
That is so true. And when I was a little girl, I had dreams. But they were all surrounded by whatever Disney was talking about, you know, the front, the um, the prince, and living, you know, like Cinderella or being Snow White, and all these other dreams. I never had a dream to say one day I want to own my own TV talk show and I want to become a speaker. I never had that dream as a little girl. So as a little girl, when you were have you knew that you wanted to really enjoy and have passion and, and fall in love with what you were doing. Did you identify what that particular thing would be? No, actually, but, but what's really good to, to try and remember is what they really liked when we were little girls or boys. You know, I, I liked um, taking care of people. Of course, that I would be play nurse. I would play teacher. And then I always, always, always loved animals, always. And it's so funny, as a sidetrack to my profession, I also help people train their dogs. I was a rescue dog trainer at one point. So um, it's like returning back to who we dreamt to be when we were little. Of course, when I was a little girl, I didn't, um, I didn't have the word holistic health coach in my mind. I didn't know there was a profession <laughs> like that would exist someday. But it's, you know, teaching and wellness and taking care of other people, helping and, and being of service some way. Uh, that always grew in me. Hmm. I guess I could say the same, too. I, I always enjoyed taking care of, because my little cousins that were, you know, significantly younger than me, I used to love to babysit them and, you know, dress them up when we had them over to our home. And, you know, we played dress up a lot with my mom's clothes. <laughs> when I remember those days, I don't think girls do that anymore. I, I just don't think they play yeah. dress up anymore. They just rush right into adulthood from being a child, I suppose. But that was so meaningful to me at the time. Yeah, and I had I, I played with my baby dolls. I had Barbie and I had, you know, I, I really, really, really played a lot when I, was a, when I was a little girl. Even when I was not that little anymore, I played a lot. And I think <laughs> what we, we adults need to start doing is to play more. You know, do what really excites. Get, get, a, little bit, get a little bit goofy every here and there. But play mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, I agree with you. And, and you that's, gotta touch on, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, it's through the, that playing where we sort of um, refined our passions. I'm not saying that the, the passions come all from childhood. That's not the, the, the bottom line here. The bottom line here is to find sort of the inner child that is looking for different ways to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and, you know, the Bible talks about that, too, having a child's heart and being childlike, not being, like, immature and ridiculous. It's not talking about that, but just realizing that you can have what you want. You can be a doctor and a lawyer at the same time, and some people will tell children, say, no, you can't, but I know people who have those dual degrees like that. So you, you can have that, but we, at some point, as adults, we start telling children to kind of, for lack of another word, dumb down your dream because that's too much. You can't have it because that's how we feel. And so we're projecting our own fears and limitations on children 
which I think is a huge disservice not only to them but to the entire world, which I think is a good lead-in to your book to really start talking about all these pages that I highlighted. So I like on the back um, how your life has just totally changed. It's like you reinvented yourself um, four years ago from being a busy woman living in Finland to now you're like this amazing, holistic health coach, and I want to talk about that, but I want to talk about your journey to getting where you are today because I, I really identify with that moment when you were on the beach. I really do, and so I want you to share that moment with our audience. Yes, it actually still brings tears to my eyes. It was so funny. I had been reading these self-help books, different self-improvement books, which today I, I think there's no need to improve. We are perfect already. It's just about finding to that perfect self. Well, anyways, so um, I was really tired, <laughs> and my friend was really tired. And we decided that we're going to take along our teenage daughters so they can accompany each other. And we will fly really far away from home. You know, the dry, her driveway, my driveway, full of snow. We decided that we we're going to go really far away. So this was in the middle of Atlantic. And uh, it was just one week. And I just, had, I just knew that I had reached a point where, where I have to give up being, feeling like a victim. I, I didn't like admitting that I was victimizing myself which it, it really sounds like like being a loser. <laughs> but that's really what I was, I, I, I was feeling sorry for myself. And then I was reading, it was a good book by, by Dr. Joseph Murphy, um, an old, old book, very good. And um, it just happened to be that book. It could have been any book, actually. But, but I just, I reached the point where I had to meet myself I, I just told to my friend, I, um, I really need to go to, a, you know, have a walk. And, and she gave me a nice smile, encouraging smile. I remember her face forever. She said she'll look after the girls. And uh, I just started walking, and my pain kept <laughs> beating and beating and beating because I, I knew that I was going to start crying and screaming soon. And when, when that point, uh, at that point where, where I couldn't hold, hold it any longer, I was right by the, um, by the ocean, surrounded by cliffs, so nobody would hear me. And I just fell. I just really fell on my knees and, and let the sob out. And it felt like my lungs had waited for, for years for that sob to come out. Well, then mm. very soon it wasn't a sob anymore. I was screaming and yelling and, and I was angry and everything. But at that point, I decided I gave gave up being a victim. I decided that I'm going to start, you know, being the captain, of, the captain of my ship. And I placed an order. I didn't have any idea who or what or, or where I was screaming to, but I just demanded um, a purpose. I, I wanted to make a difference. And, and after that burst out, it was like bursting a huge balloon that you know, had been growing during the years of my my being not so healthy, you know, suffering of insomnia and, and endless colds and all of that. So anyway, when I when I returned to my beach chair, I felt different. I just knew that it was going to, in some form or another, I would get 
a sign, many signs, I would find my path. I just knew it. Mm. That is so beautiful. Because um, if we allow ourselves, I think we all can get to that place where we have to decide, am I going to continue on this path of, you know, having the job that I have, <clears throat> just getting by, or am I going to pursue what's in my heart that says there is something so much more to me and to life? And I love how you call it energy and how you break it down, even from the atoms and the molecules. You did such an awesome scientific way of doing the comparison of life and how everything is created and that we are creators of our lives and how the energy that we send out and how it vibrates. And so I kind of want to spend some time there because, like I said, if you could see my book, oh, my goodness, you're like, she needs another one already because I have, it looks like it's been through a war zone. I have highlighted and wrote in this book because it spoke to my soul. It spoke to my soul, seriously. And I was thinking that if somebody else's name was on this book, like a Deepak or um, some the person who wrote, you know, the four miracles or all that kind of stuff like that, these gurus, your book fits in with that. It is so similar, but it is so understanding because you wrote it from, I guess I can relate because we're both females, but it was just so awesome. It really was awesome. And I'm going to share and buy some copies from for some people that I know because I know they could benefit from this book. So when you first started talking about energy, I'm trying to see, I'm looking at my book where I started highlighting um, about, and you were like, loving life and living in abundance became become natural states of mind as you learn to be what you want and express that feeling by feeling great as if you already had it. <laughs> and that's everybody that's on page 13. And I hope I can share it. We could do a workshop on this book because it's so awesome. So when you were prior to that experience that you had, did you already believe in that energy, everything is energy, and that we are so a part of all creation? Did you believe that or were you aware of that concept prior to your, I don't want to say breakdown, but your epiphany maybe? <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, it's so funny, but whenever I really um, started listening to my heart, I started believing, I started living um, from that heart space, from that space of um, manifestation <laughs> right away. I did, like, for instance, I write about how, I, how, I, how my dream house became reality. You know, since I was a little girl, once again, I, w I was always the dreamer kind of girl. So uh, when I was a little girl, I would come up with floor, you know, blueprints for, for my house. It, it was like I planned the, the downstairs. I planned the, the upstairs. I saw every single room, what they looked like. And when I grew up, um, and, I, uh, you know, much, much, much later, I still kept drawing and planning, you know, that house. I, I kept um, decorating it. I kept... Um, enjoying the curtains, I kept um, doing my daughter's hair there. I, I kept like, it was so funny. This was I didn't do this like 24/7, of course, but every now and then when I got a chance to dream, I would dream about this house. And um, at some point, I just saw, I saw a picture of a house like that, something like that, and I just stuck it on the fridge door without even giving it a thought. 
And after I stuck it on the fridge door, it took me three years, not me, us, our friends, our family. It, it was a big, big thing, actually. But looking back, it, it looks like it was really easy. So uh, three years after that picture to the, to the fridge door, we have the house. It wasn't where I thought it would be. It wasn't exactly the. It didn't look exactly the same, and but it was it was there, and it, it was such a healing experience. And just if I may, another very short example. Um, when I was a little girl, I knew that I would I would really need to have a dog, and I just I had an imaginary dog for years until I got one, and it got to a point where my dad was playing along. And um, that is such a precious memory. They wouldn't otherwise, like, sometimes I would hear people, come on, this is, okay, you cannot talk aloud all over the place. And you cannot <laughs> talk to the bushes on the meadow. And Pirko, you cannot, you know, you know, people are going to start looking at you. I wasn't a very weird child, but I had a very wild, vivid imagination. And that's what, what I've, I'm, I'm slowly still learning to use all the, facets of my imagination. Mm. Wow. Even to this day as a, an adult, you still rely on your imagination because you talk about that in the book, how children, you know, have their imaginations and how it creates things. And I like how you said your dad even <laughs> became a part of it. I have a cousin who had an imaginary friend, and she had that Im imaginary friend for so long I think we began to question if she was okay because she was very vivid. <laughs> and it was so interesting because she was a baby of like seven. She had like tons of sisters and brothers, but she had this, and I think it was a mop. I asked if I can remember, it's been, you know, thousands of years ago. But she was so sincere. This, this, she took it everywhere and talked to it, and today she's fine. No mental <laughs> problems, you know, or anything. But I need to remind her of that. So I, that's what I would wish. If it was anything that I could wish for people to have and, or pray for people to have, it wouldn't be for, they, for them to have tons of money because money comes and goes. I would wish that they would start to imagine and to dream again. That's my whole premise for everything I do. I want to remind people in cursive to dream. And so when I read that, I just so connected with you, like, in a big way because you <laughs> get it, too. And I don't think we're crazy, and, and maybe we are. If everybody else is saying then I guess we would have to be crazy to believe that. So when you were <laughs> – you also talked a lot – I want to talk about energy because you talked about negative energy and the vibrations of that. So – just kind of give them the concept how you explain in your book about energy. Yeah, well, I, I always try to simplify everything so that I get it and remember it, right? <laughs> so um, some, <laughs> this is not of my intention. Somebody, I heard somebody talk about radio station. To, to, tune, to always try to tune into the right station, the station that you like listening to. And this is what it's all about. If I, if I want to feel great, I'd better listen to a great song. If, if, I, if I keep listening to, um, well, let's switch from music to, to other topics. It's like if, if I keep listening to the bad news, wars, sickness, all of that, I just don't feel very well. And from the point of view of my subconscious, I am, 
um, I am giving a lot of energy, thought, feeling, emotion to something that I don't want. But my subconscious, the, the manifestation machine that I have inside of me and you too and everybody, uh, it doesn't care whether, we, whether it's negative or positive. It only reacts to the, to the strong emotion, the, the, the feeling. The, and that's, that's what creates the energy. Well, you know, when, if, if you... If you cuddle a puppy or if you kiss someone special or if you go to a to an amusement park it's it's really easy to recognize that you have you are vibrating high and that's what gives brings us the goodies in life uh, gratefulness is the best one absolutely the best one if if i have a you know half glass of truth in front of me and i say thank you and i you know i i learn to that was a funny example, but but if I learn to say thank you to the to the smallest things, that is um, that is a command to my subconscious mind, that giving me more and more and more things that I can thank mm. for. Mm. Wow! And I love uh, it. Can I just say one more thing? Sure. Yeah, it's really important to understand that. Um, um, lots of times, times people uh, sort of, um, they say that we have to feel positive all the time. That's not my point at all. That's dangerous. That, that's delusional. That's because we are, mm-hmm. I, I see life and every person as a perfect coin, which has two sides, right? There's the shady side and there's the light side. Mm-hmm. And life is like that. So like, <clears throat> for instance, Right now, for the past two weeks, I've been really worried. I've been really, you know, I haven't been feeling very well because I've been, I've had stuff on my mind. And it's regardless of what I had in mind, that's not the point here. The point here is that I accept that I have had um, a bit, you know, a little bit rough two weeks. I know all the time when I'm having my rough two weeks, I know that I have to swallow it up. It doesn't taste good. It's a bit bitter. It hurts. It hurt. Always hurts. Some moments, it it, it really hurts, and um, I can feel it in my body. Actually, I can feel that there's. Uh, I have a risk of catching colds when I have that, and I know exactly where my where the virus would would get stuck in my throat because it hurts. My feelings hurt in the chest, in the area where I would, you know, where I where the cold would start from. This sounds funny, but this comes um, when you really start paying attention to your body and to your energy your body is in. So, so even with my rough two weeks, I know all the time. Now, today I know, I trust that when I walk through these rough two weeks, the sun will shine again. And, mm-hmm. and it's like interval, you know, it's like training in intervals, like, like when I used to run when I was a, young girl um you know sometimes the training was really hard and then it was really nice to have some easier days and then it was even nicer to do well in the competitions. so um that's life it's not all positive there's also the negative and it's about swallowing it up and and really eagerly waiting for what's coming after what grows from that agony if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm 
and you you do such an awesome job of explaining it on the on the phone with me now, but you also talk about it in your book, and that's on page ten. I'm telling you, I know this book inside and out. When you talk about um, <laughs> worries, anger, and resent resentment subside without you needing to deny them, they're just natural parts of life. No more and no less. Just clouds in the sky. Sometimes, however, those clouds produce heavy rain, so I guess I'd better warn you that you'll eventually run into people who will not be able to handle your vibrant shine. And I guess that also, and then this is the part I really love, they may wish to vacuum their share of your joyful energy out of you or try to drag you down to their own energy level. So that goes into another topic, another area, but I like how you are giving us permission to be okay by not being so filled with, positiveness and energy because things happen and sometimes you know it could be just a hormone thing where you just don't feel like you know being the sun for everybody every day and bringing the positiveness all the time and the inspiration and encouragement so I like that and we for some reason we need people to give us permission to be okay with that and so you've done that so we should all the world is already better because of it <laughs> because mm-hmm. you don't have to be oh, the life of the party yeah. all the time that would be like living in denial. And the thing with spiritual, I, I talk about spiritual growth in the book, and, and that just won't happen unless we open our heart a little bit. And, and opening a heart sometimes mean, also means breaking our heart. So we have a heart broken. It feels like we absolutely die, that there's no way we are ever, ever, ever going to get over it. But that's, that's when our hearts open big time. And that's also, once the opening is done, the hurting is, you know, first we have to allow the hurting, the pain, and we have to scream and shout. And to me, I I really feel that um, I wouldn't stay healthy unless I cried every here and there. Cars are excellent. In Finland, there are not all that many convertibles. So you can drive around and scream all you want, and that's therapy. And um, <laughs> so important. <laughs> I have done that many times where I've gone to the park and, you know, hopefully nobody's around. But sometimes you get to that point where, you know what, they'll have to be okay with this because I need this to survive. I need this to get through this moment. You have to release it. I love how you talk about um, the eight steps when you go into eight steps. And I don't want to rush into those too soon because we have a few more minutes, 30 minutes in the show. But you talk about those divine steps. So one of them was, you know, divine breath. I love that. I just did a workshop and I was encouraging people to do those full breaths, not those full, and you call them shady or shallow breaths. Don't do that because there's no cleansing power in that. That's just a surviving power. So it is so important that we understand that we do. We have everything we need to be okay, everything. And since we are so connected to the universe and you do such an awesome job of talking about that connection too, so, people, you have to get the book, Eight Steps to Me, Finding Wisdom Within, because I'm trying to get – this is so personal for me right now. I just want you to share it because it really, really, really helped me. It it reminded me of some things that I had just kept, you know, putting in the back recesses of my mind and not dealing with them that, you know, things happen, but that doesn't mean you're less of who you were created to be because things happen in your life. Or you may even feel like you were the cause, making a bad mistake or whatever, or going left when you should have went right. And you, you just this book is so loving to our inner person, so loving. 
Yeah, plus, you know, um, I always think that I didn't come here to to uh, write a tune or tune. You know, my song has to be um, vivid and versatile, and it has to go up and down, and there's like slow parts and fast parts and really strong parts, and then a little bit weaker parts, and that makes a great symphony term. So uh, really, no denial about, about the shady sides of light. A life, I mean, um, and um, also, what is is really interesting that once you start living sort of from your heart, you also start seeing that um, if if someone treats you, if if we, if I feel that someone treats me badly, I feel that they don't accept me for who I am, or or they um, um, they think I'm not something enough. In reality, I, I always catch myself from treating myself that way. So once I start thinking that I'm enough, everything actually that I want to be, and once I start really believing uh, from, with my every cell that I am perfect the way I am, with my, you know, shades and lights, um, after that, that's mirror goes away, that person goes away, or I learn not to react anymore. I don't need to react because I know who I am. I, I know my so-called weaknesses, and I, I know my, my so-called strengths. They are just sides of a coin, right? <laughs> it's all well. Yes. It's all perfect. Mm-hmm. I like how you talk about the subconscious mind, and on page 32, you said, trust the power of your subconscious mind. It will do everything to fulfill its programming. You will run into all the right people and opportunities. You will receive choices, and you will feel the right choices as they show up. And I'm sure that also works in the reverse if you are doing, you know, having negative thoughts. And, and a lot of great writers and spiritualists and people who – they may not practice the same religion that a person does, but wisdom is wisdom to me. And spiritual laws are spiritual laws, regardless of who's talking about them, even in business principles and practices. So it is so true that we need to understand our subconscious mind. It doesn't know when we're joking. It doesn't know when we really didn't mean what we said. We said it starts to work on bringing those things into manifestation. So can we just talk about that? Because I think that is so key to a lot of people. They don't get it. I'm just joking, or they try to almost, again, for lack of another word, dumb themselves down so other people will feel comfortable with them. So they say crazy stuff they wouldn't normally say about themselves. Oh, that is so Finnish. That sounds like so so at home to me. Uh, we are in Finland. In Finland, we are actually brought up to be humble, you know, and um, or in the old days we were. Um, the thing is that um, because we all came here with with a line of gifts, mm-hmm. no matter whether you believing believe in those gifts or not, we have them. It's our business whether we are going to you know show them to the world or not. It's not going to serve anybody least the person that we are pretending to be, you know, somehow, I don't even know how to say that in English, but anyways, if, if we, it's, it's pretending, it's not being authentic, and it's not serving them. It's because we came to their lives to be their mirrors. So if I, if I, if I light, um, shine my light to a person, to another person, 
she what she will see is her own light in me. So if I if I try to sort of tone myself down, who am I serving? Not the person who is trying to see her her divinity in me. That's that's how I say. And and then if I can say another thing about uh, manifesting the not so good things, it's that the fear is the worst thing. The, the the moment we start fearing something, we start um, attracting it to our life. Ooh, yes. Oh, my goodness. And you may hear my grandson in the background because I could not resist holding him while we do the show, so please pardon me. I'm still professional, but <laughs> Kylan is the love of my life. Kylan, <laughs> you want to say hi? She's calling from Finland. Hello. Hi there. I have a doggy here. Oh, my goodness, he's doing the biggest smile. <laughs> okay, now we can go back to our – because my shows are conversations. I don't do interviews. We're talking, I mean, because we're girlfriends now. We we have a connection, so I know I can be professional. Yep. I just love my little grandson. And thank you for speaking with him. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this manifestation because a lot of people – and when I'm out and I'm talking to people and they always, well, you seem to have it all together. Do you, you don't ever talk about bad days or negative things. And because I believe in the power of your words, I definitely believe that, you know, your words become, as you, you would say, energy, and whatever energy you send out comes back to you. So let's, let's talk about that because I think not only do women do that a lot, but I think men do it too. They not We have to be so careful and not another writer said, impeccable with our words. Yeah, and it's, um, it all comes down um, uh, to authenticity, I think. As long as we, because we can always, whether we talk, whether, whether it's about thinking or talking or action, it all comes down, first of all, to two, two words. It's either fear or love. And if we start, start um, choosing love as as often as we can, there's no way the energy is not going to rise like rocket high, sky high, <laughs> rocket fast. And uh, the, 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 that's just the way it goes. And if we, you know, when, like, for instance, your boss or whoever in your previous life uh, was talking in a, in a way that put you down or whatever, um, if you really, really thought about it and really listened to him or her, there was fear behind those words because nobody who really feels good about themselves, nobody who comes from love, from heart, and loves people and loves, loves him or herself, they just cannot put other people down. It's just impossible. We really have to do a very hard job in order to um, – work against our heart. We all know what is, you know, in our wisdom, we know what is right and what is wrong. We do. Of course, there's blurred lines every here and there for all of us, I I guess. But we do know, deep down, we know what is right and what is wrong. And once we we indicate what is right, it's really hard to do the wrong thing. We have to, like, put an effort to, to, to talk in a nasty way to another person. Or have been that way for so long that it just becomes so much easier. Not saying it's right because it certainly isn't right. But if if you do a thing so long, regardless if it's right or wrong, it becomes so natural to you that you continue to do it. However, 
you can change that. And like you yeah, said, that, it's just one second. Well. Yeah. No regrets. That's shame and blame, the worst feelings ever. No regrets. I mean, yes, we do have to um, uh, go through. Of course, we have to do a little bit of analyzing every here and there. Was that really me who was saying that? Was that my ego or was that my – did that really come from love? And, and what was the fear behind my remarks or actions or whatever? So we do have to go back and, you know, see, sort of own what we thought and said and did. But after that, it's just taking the next step, you know, coming out of love. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's no regret, no looking back, because we're not going that way, babe, right? Mm-hmm, right. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little further. I guess we, this would be a great time to start discussing those eight steps to me, finding wisdom within because you, when you went to, okay, let me get it right, IIN to do your holistic training with good foods mm-hmm. and, well, real foods and good foods, <laughs> you talked about the eight steps. Yeah. We start talking about those now. Yes, actually, um, in my school, what I learned from there was that there are two kinds of foods. There's the, um, the primary food that actually is nothing but the food um, or everything else that, except for the food that you actually eat. So it's, it's um, our relationships and it's, it's our job, it's our education, it's, it's the home environment, it's the cooking, it's the exercise, it's all of that. And then the, the secondary food is the food itself. And many times, for instance, with my clients who want to lose weight, uh, I can mm-hmm. tell them all, all about nutrition which I don't, I never do, uh, but I, I know that the, usually the problem actually lies somewhere in the primary food area. They, they are blocking, something is, is blocking them from feeling great. Something is um, like they don't, they don't deep down maybe feel that they deserve to look great and healthy and have everything. So we cannot really only eat parsley. It also takes, you know, a whole of a whole lot of other stuff. And and when I started my own, um, when I started my own uh, path to wellness, I just realized that these steps that I'm talking about, um, they, I just started taking them, and step by step by step, they started making me feel better. And I, I call them divine steps because um, they are just so heavenly simple. It's like if I, if I would have been thrown on a deserted island somewhere in the Caribbean, wherever, I would have started doing this. Once I was out of my stress, out of my insomnia, this is what I would have started doing, taking these steps. Okay, I think we lost connection for a moment. Um, okay. <laughs> thank, you so much, thank you so much. Okay, she's back. I was going to remind everybody they're listening to Loretta McNary Live, the radio show, and my awesome guest from Finland <laughs> is the author of Eight Steps to Me, Finding Wisdom Within. We are discussing the eight steps. Okay. So I guess we. This, you also talked about that too, whether it's fight or flight kind of thing. We do those things to survive, and we're supposed to not go be, Beyond, beyond surviving and thrive because there is so much abundance in the world. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, what was your question? Sorry, the line is long. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were finishing, um, you were talking about if you were on a, an island, if you would choose to eat those foods if you were on a deserted island somewhere in a nice area. But anyway, let's talk about breathing because I know yep. we have we, – there is so much abundance in breathing, and but we don't trust that there is abundance in other areas because we, I don't know, if we have just hid it in our subconscious again, one of those things, and so we have an pro- issue with trust, but there is abundance. So you talk about divine breath as the first step. Yes. Isn't divine it fantastic breath. that there's nobody restricting us from from catching a breath, it's like um, there's no airfare. Breathing, it's, it's, first of all, in meditation and yoga and, and in so many, so many um, uh, areas in life, we, we get to um, learn to breathe right. And uh, then once we go to work, we stop breathing. And that's um, unfortunately when our brain, part of our brain has to, almost shut down because it's not getting enough oxygen but uh well that was a little bit drastically put but um um my point is that once we breathe all the way to the abdomen once once our blood really gets fed with good air and and then we get that this oxygen all over our body in our brain in every cell we just feel so much better better but we have to concentrate on the breathing. Otherwise, we, especially if we are doing a really stressful job or if we have a lot of worries, that we, we tend to breathe from only with our upper part of the lungs. And that just won't get us anywhere near feeling great. So, so breathing has to be, it's, it's, so, it's, it's the beginning of abundance because once you start breathing, nobody's going to stop you from breathing all you want. It's like, oh, if we only could think about love and money and success and health and everything in the same way. But I have it all. It's all for me to take. That's why breathing, one, one reason why breathing is so important. Wow. Wow. And it's so quick. It clears your mind. You know, it really does. If you would just take some deep breaths within, during the day, just be very conscious and aware of your breathing, it really does does something for you. It really does something for you. And so number two is, what's our number two? Water. Yes. That's water. Well, you know, the planet is mostly water and we people are mostly water. It's so 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 funny why we then don't drink enough water. It just doesn't make <laughs> sense. But that water brings us to the state of homeostasis, which means um, balance. And we don't get so wrinkled so fast if we drink enough water. There are so many reasons why we need to drink water and also why we, why we need to look at water. You know, like fountains have a way of um, calming your nerves. Just the sound of yes. water, uh, water calms your nerves. And I personally love to, I, I love to spend time by the sea or by the lake, or yeah, water just—it's so healing, so very, very healing. Even shower is healing after a long day. 
Yes, I totally agree with you. I was just giving Kylan some water, his sippy cup. So that was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and number three? That Our divine stretch. Number three? Yes. Yes, and um, stretch, with stretch, I mean, well, if you think about an Oprah diva um, receiving her uploads, that that mm-hmm. just shows that the beautiful sort of um, side of stretching. It, it, it's, um, with stretching, we sort of, um, that has to be with our, that has to do with our, the boundaries. You know, if we, if we stretch, we sort of push the boundaries a little bit uh, further. If we stretch, um, we also, you know, in, in a, in a, body that is not, it's really hard to have a peace mind. You know, that's mm-hmm. why, well, yoga, for instance, it helps us, first of all, to become aware and conscious about the body and the, the, the thoughts and all of that. But also, once we start stretching, like, like, for instance, Kyle, little kids do, they stretch all the time, and they are not stuck with their thinking Kids are not stuck with their life. They stretch all the time. They also move, but that's the next step. But stretching, like even if you're in a meeting and, and somebody stretches, it's sort, of, it's sort of cozy, isn't it? Yes. And it can be contagious, too, if you're aware. If you're in the moment and you see someone stretch, just like yawning to me, if somebody yawns, and, of course, for some reason you want to yawn. So I think stretching is the same way, and that gives you permission, again, to stretch. Maybe you wanted to stretch because you've been sitting there a while, but then when somebody else is the first to do it, then you feel more comfortable. And I like how you say stretch in the mornings before you even get up. Just wiggle your toes, you know, wiggle your fingers just to, to get them moving. Yeah, just say hi to your body because, you know, we adults, we tend to have all these funny pockets all over the body. One is called angry, uh, anger and one is called even hate or resentment or worry or sadness or whatever because we, it's so hard for us to get it out. And, and stretching helps with that. It's like the, the divine being that we really are, our spirit or soul or whatever we want to call all those nine nice um nice um things they are not stiff it's it's our men, mental way that is stiff it's our muscles that are stiff and and it's it's in a holistic thinking i would say that that um being stiff in the body means that sooner or later you're going to be be stiff in your thinking yes absolutely because we are that connected to each body part and again, the Bible talks about the body parts. Um, so we get movement is next, and that is huge. That is so huge because we are human beings and always doing. So we have to have movement, movement, movement. Oh, yes, and body loves to move, you know. Um, uh, if, if we don't move our body, it, it just, it's going to deteriorate really fast. Hold on. <coughs> Got something in my throat there, <clears throat> but anyway, it's like athletes right before a hundred meter dash. They like huff and puff and jump up and down and and make they make really fast movements just to get their mm-hmm. blood circulating and and their adrenaline up and um adrenaline 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 up. How do you say that? Gosh, 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, I know, so uh, yeah. if we really want to, yeah, if we, this is not my mother tongue. Um, anyways, if we really want to get going with our lives, if we really, really, really want to get ahead and, you know, go for the dreams and fulfill all our little hopes and, and big hopes and <clears throat> and do it all, we cannot just sit or lie. It's just, they just don't match. Absolutely. Because I like how you said, don't wait until your best buddy is ready to go exercise with you you were speaking about. Just be bold and go by yourself, put your smile on and meet new people. And a lot of us use that as an excuse. I don't want to go by myself, but I've overcome that fear, and I have gone. I actually like going by myself. I prefer going to walk and to exercise by myself because then I'm one with my spirit, and I can have my own thoughts and not be interrupted. So I love going to exercise by myself. And that brings us to number five. And we kind of touched on number five already, divine food, when you talk about real food. Yeah. it's um, To me, real food is something that is whole, authentic. I really know. If I see a pear or an avocado or a lemon, I know what it is. But there are so many things in the boxes and, and, and plastics in the, in, the, in the food stores that I have no clue of what they are. And, and as yeah. long as it comes from, a, you know, a whole, whole food, um, I'm fine. It can, be, it can be a soup or, you know, whatever, mashed or, or uh, powder or whatever. But as long as it came from, from something that looked whole, I'm fine with it. But, but we, are, we really are what we eat. And if people say that I, I just want my food to be cheap, well, then I, I just wonder why they want to be cheap. And I'm, exactly. that's not, it's like, it's like healthy food does not have to be expensive. A carrot doesn't cost all that much. And I, I, I mean, there are like beans, there are a line of vegetables that are really not all that expensive. But yeah, we have to take a little bit of time to, you know, peel the carrot. And, yeah. and maybe cook it a little bit. So it takes a little bit of um, thought. But, yeah, because we are what we eat, that's not just a saying. It's physically true. So um, <laughs> I really want to think about what I, what I put into my mouth because I want to be something else than, well, nobody wants to be chunk, right? And we talk about chunk food all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a huge and lucrative in industry so next and that's what I spent some time on because how and in the next one number six is divine colors I love soft pinks and I love lavender however if you were to look mm-hmm. at my closet you would not know those were my two favorite colors because I love black also I, I feel I don't know I just feel comfortable I feel my best self when I'm in black I'm not doing it to look slimmer I'm not doing it to you know I just love my skin tone against black. However, my favorite, if you ask me my favorite colors, they're pink and lavender. So when you talk about divine colors, can you um, explain that to us? Yeah, well, first of all, about you looking great in black, just go for it. Because that's the thing you said. That's what I, it's always the feeling behind your words. I can feel, I can feel the energy when you, when you describe how you feel you know when you wear black and it's all good mm-hmm. 
So go ahead and wear it. But uh, my my point in the the when I was discussing black, it was like like in my previous life when I was working a lot with the advertising people, I used to wear black a lot, and I know it it is not my color. Black is just too harsh on my skin, and uh, but I felt confident. It was like um, there's this saying that that um, about black. You know, well there are a lot of sayings about, you know, being stylish and black and, and glamorous and black and sexy and black and all of that. And when I go out in the evening when I have makeup on, I look great in black. But mm-hmm. first thing in the morning, with my pale complexion, I <laughs> don't look great in black. And so yeah, I yeah, can have away from bla- it, huh? Yeah, and then when it comes to lavender and pink, you can have them somewhere else, you know. It, it's like I can have a shade on my lamp on my table that is lavender, if that's what I want to call for. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be, you know, as long as we feel great. It's, it's, it goes back to the energy talk, right? So if, if I feel right. great, if I, if, my, if I feel self-confident and really like, um, if I dress for success and I'm wearing yellow, then that's the way I'm going to go. If I, if I feel like on top of the world when I'm wearing yellow, awful in yellow, by the way, but um, so that's not my choice. <laughs> you do. I don't I do feel too. good in yellow. I and really I feel don't feel in good in yellow. <laughs> yeah, so, but the point is that a yellow is nice. I can have a yellow tablecloth. I have a yellow mm-hmm. painting. And, and I have, when I, if I feel like my, my inner sunshine is sort of behind clouds, I might buy a bouquet of yellow flowers. Like, it's so funny. My son, many, many, many years ago, my son said that he's going to have to have something orange right now. And I was wondering, I didn't know all that much about colors back then. So, of course, I went to buy him some orange pop. (laughs) But today, I would get him an orange yeah, I, I I have stories about colors and my son said, Mom, that is not your color but and I have not worn that shade of green since. It's so funny how we'll let allow other people's opinions to be projected and become yeah. our opinion. So I'm so glad that you wrote that on there because you, you talk about it and also talk about the color of, you know, dark, leafy green, blue. Um we have less than a minute. Oh, my goodness, I cannot believe Tom has flown like this. I'm sitting here relaxing, talking to you and learning so much. Love the energy. So seven is divine trust, which you'll have to come back on because I think we can build an entire show on the last two, which are oh. divine trust. And um, eight is, I can't remember, eight. And I Divine energy. Yes, energy. those two, we could build an entire show on divine energy and divine trust. You will have to come back. We have less than 60 seconds. Any closer? How can they find you? They can find you on the, you have a website, beeatnow.com? Eat, eat, be now. So eatbeatnow.com. Okay. You're on, how about social media? Facebook, Twitter? Uh, I'm on Facebook. Eat, be now is on Facebook as well. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Perico, so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You will have to be our guest again. Thank you all so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live. As always, dream big dreams, think positive, and help other people realize their value, too. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.